As much as people depend on us as leaders, you need someone who believes in you. You need a place to be open and honest with someone who's walked in your shoes and wants to help you become the leader you are meant to be. This is that place with those kind of people. Welcome to the Relational Leader Podcast with your host, Randy Bazette. Each episode will sit down and engage in life-giving conversation, unpacking leadership's greatest challenges. And now, your host, Randy Bazette. Well, welcome listeners to the newest episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. I'm Kristen, and as always, joined by Randy. What's happening? You like that little Randy? Yeah, what is, that's a new know. one. Just, You've been working on something. Really working on like a new intro. We, I don't know. Should we start this over? Let's try <laughs> like it. Like a drum roll or like a... We need to hear uh, from yeah, no. listeners. What uh, do you think of the new <laughs> Randy? I feel like I need to have lights. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. No, that was that would be gentlemen. Like We just crossed into weird. Like it was okay. I'm, and I'm then sorry. You I took it there. too far. Okay. No. Uh, but it is always good to have one of these conversations uh, around the table. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're in our series that we've been in for a little while now um, on soul care, soul care for this post. I don't even know. Do we call it a post COVID world? Because COVID well, is just, still happening. Is, like, is it ever going to go away? I don't think so. Like the flu never went away. Right. So I don't uh, think it's ever going to go away, but, um, but it is a whole new world. It that we is in. completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, and churches and ministry leaders are starting to talk about real things that have affected them, affected their hearts, things that they maybe have just buried or tried to deal with and things are sort of exploding. Um, And really our heart behind the series is to help pastors and leaders uh, walk through this in healthy ways and Mm -hmm. and live uh, with a healthy soul. Well, that's important. You know, as we always say in this Relational Leader podcast, that what I want to do is to bring pastors and leaders into the green room and have real conversations about life because oftentimes those conversations end up impacting us more than we might hear at a conference mm-hmm. or, 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 or wherever uh, that we can really have real discussions. And right now, soul care and being healthy as pastors and leaders, we're dealing with it. Not, I don't mean from people in our church, although people are messed up now more than ever. Sure. We did some quantum leaps in COVID to take people to some very unhealthy places, but not only them, but they are just simply a microcosm of who we are as well. And so the problems have been magnified in our life. So can we speak to these things, talk about them in a real way and uh, bring some health and hope and encouragement? Absolutely. And I think we're going to do that today. We've got a incredible guest, a great friend of ours joining us on the podcast today, Pastor Dino Rizzo. How are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. I was waiting on a big intro like Randy. Dino! Oh, there you go. And it's the big deal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, we are so, so glad that you're here, uh, Pastor Dino. Uh, For those of you joining us, uh, Pastor Dino, he is on the executive team at Church of the Highlands. He is the director of ARC and uh, really such an influential person in the lives of so many pastors and leaders around this country. Um, Your investment, your encouragement, it goes far beyond, I think, what anyone will ever know. Um, And we are so honored to have you join the podcast discussion today. Thank you. And I, I thank God for Relational Leaders podcasts and really everything you guys do. And I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to Pastor Randy. He, uh, smart, loving, caring, noticing, um, 
just the integrity of he and Amy and the team there and what you guys are building. And I've, I've known, you know, you, uh, Chris and Jordan for a long, long time. And mm -hmm. so just super grateful to be a part and, and very thankful for all that this represents and, and, and everybody you're reaching, which is uh, important because y'all do a great job. Well, it is a honor to do what we get to do because we love people and yep. uh, we love churches and leaders and uh, we're all about building the church. We are. And what a great voice today to help us speak into yes. this, right? Yes. So, Pastor Dino, let me, let me, let's kind of start the conversation. And, and what we'd love to hear from you is, you know, you talk to so many pastors um, all across the country and, and you've walked with so many, um, encouraged so many. What is probably the greatest theme that you are hearing right now uh regarding this soul care topic that we're we're talking about what is the greatest theme that that you're talking to pastors and leaders about well i'm, I'm glad you're talking about it and i'm i know pastor randy and i both were we get we get the the the, the blessing and being very fortunate of, of you know trying to be a friend to people and randy's a great friend and we, we try to be a good friend and and, and try to be a safe place to talk. I think that's important. But um, this is nailing it on the head. I mean, it's we are living in a world right now where uh, there, there is so much pent-up aggression. There is pent-up pain and pent-up trauma and, and uh, you know, uh, opinion. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's everybody's got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, and it could be from a lot of reasons and you know that's a painful thing to carry when you're angry you're disappointed uh, you're frustrated you're not happy i know i went through a season of my life way before COVID, 10 years ago where i just found myself in a a weird uh didn't feel comfortable in my own skin i was angry uh there were some own things in my own heart and and there, eventually something's gonna give something's gonna give in your life and you see a lot of that right now. You see that in family, you see that in marriage, you see that uh, in, a, in an isolation, in a distance. Uh, you see that in an anger or a, uh, a self-sabotage. You just see it happening in a lot of ways uh, in people's lives. So you're, you're definitely right and you're definitely true that soul care right now, caring for yourself is, is huge. And finding those ways to be healthy to get back into some type of healthy rhythm, to uh, be true to those things that will get you healthy and stay consistent in them uh, is super important because right nothing's been consistent. Everything's been turned upside down and, uh, and we all respond to that differently. And uh, so addressing that, talking about that, all, that you're, all the resources you're offering through this, this series I think it's going to it's going to help a lot of people. It's going to put some people back together again. You know, you 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 said something uh, just a few minutes ago, just talking about helping people get back into a healthy rhythm um, in all that they're doing. What are some of the things that you're encouraging pastors and leaders to do in order to find that rhythm again, especially because the rhythm they were doing maybe pre COVID might not work mm -hmm. now with all the new added things? It was funny, Dylan and I got married and we had this prayer routine. So we were, we, we, before we got married and I'd go to the church early um, and I would go really early to the church, leave early. I was single. I was just leaving my apartment, going over to church. Then we got met and I thought that's how I, you know, that's how I met with God. 
And then we got married. And so first couple of weeks after I got married, I'm like getting up, going to the church, leaving her at the house or the, uh, the apartment. Let me say that uh, by herself. And she's like, I don't like you leaving early and leaving me here. So all of a sudden thought, well, I can't meet with God. I'm disobedient to God. You know, God will never bless my life. And what I needed to realize is that I could find God in another, in another expression. I had to move around so that I could be healthy. And so I figured out other ways to meet with God, other ways to pray, other times, uh, other methodologies to study, to learn. And then we had kids. It changed again. And then we've moved in different seasons. It's changed again. So sometimes I think we think, well, God can only move and I'm only healthy if I have this box. And, And we go through things in life where he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so we've got to tap into him. I was thinking about a scripture this morning, Pastor Randy. I know you preached on this when we were thinking about our time together. And it's that simple scripture, Psalms 127.1. I woke up with it on my heart. Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. And you've got you to let God, even in these crazy seasons, keep building your heart, building your character, building your spirit, building your soul. Because if not, it's just going to be all done in vain. And, and that's where you get frustrated, angry, and you want to quit. You know, I think sometimes in life we go through a difficult moment and you kind of, you know, you, you, you pull up your bootstraps, you, you, you buckle up your tight, your, your belt a little tighter and you go, we got, we got to get through this because you're in crisis mode mm-hmm. and in crisis mode, adrenaline is pumping and you're, you're going hard. Like, you know, in a, in a military setting, you could be shot and continue fighting because mm-hmm. adrenaline is pumping because you're, you're in this crisis mode. And then all of a sudden, when it's over, you're like, "Uh oh, I'm I'm hurt. And I think that the crisis moment and the spiritual adrenaline that was pumping through us lasted. But it's kind of now that people are really shot and hurt and discouraged is really surfacing right now. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of all coming up. And um, but but the point of the pain of what's coming out now, like you said, Dino, people have a a short fuse right now, uh, you know, they have a lot of pain. And so they're thinking, well, the pain is what they're experiencing now. But I think it goes back to some problems that we had during COVID. Yeah. And we're just now really seeing mm-hmm. them surface, you know? And so I, I think that we have to get to not what the pain we have right now, but where's the real issue. And when you said this, Dino, it, 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 it brought some revelation to me that the box that we used to operate in is not the same box anymore. Mm-hmm. We have to figure out, okay, we're not going to be able to do ministry like we were all of a sudden reality is a new box. And so we have to learn how to be comfortable in our new box and who mm-hmm. we are inside that new box and our own giftings and the church that we have or the ministries that we have. And let's just be okay with it and say, okay, God, this is what I have. And this is who I am. So God, keep me healthy and let me be faithful with the box that you've now given mm-hmm. me. And I think that's a reality. Let's not wish what we used to have or, or be mad at what we've lost, but here's where I'm at, God, I'm going to be faithful. You know, I want to, I want to ask a follow-up question to something that you just said for both of you guys, you know, uh, the question is, how do you assess 
the health of your, of your heart, because what you were just talking about is, you know, when you're in that crisis mode, that survival mode, you're not really assessing, you're just, you're, you're, mm -hmm. you're surviving, you're, you're powering through. Okay. And then sometimes it's easy to realize the health of your heart if there's something obvious that's happening, but how can we assess the health of our heart before it gets to where there's a major yeah, problem. We're in, so we're not in ICU. So we're not in ICU, <laughs> exactly. Uh, what are some things that pastors and leaders can begin to do now to say, okay, I did live like that for two years and we're not in crisis mode anymore. We're figuring out how to live in a new box. How do I assess the state of my heart? Um, you know, it's different for everybody. You know, you, you, your, whole, your own health indicators um of you know where when you're unhealthy so like for me i know that if i'm not sleeping well something's up i have to sleep well uh I, if i don't get sleep i don't have uh, rational thoughts uh you know if i get if i if i'm not resting if there's certain patterns that i'm not following if i'm not I'm little things keeping my closet straight if i'm not get, getting up in the morning and have time to make my hot tea to read my Jesus calling. If I start looking and then there are these small little things that I'm not doing, that is if Delenn and I are not watching the Waltons at night, you know, at least two to three <laughs> deal, then I, I can realize that I'm, that I'm getting a little warped. I'm getting a little out of, out of character. I'm, the, 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 I'm not, I'm not in a good rhythm. And you, you've got to know your own self. If you, you know, angry, short with people, hey, alone in your thoughts and you're, you're thinking way too much about yourself mm -hmm. uh, on things, uh, you're blaming people, you're, uh, you know, you're disappointed. Nothing makes you happy. Everybody's the enemy. I think there are these things that you can assess in your own heart and soul and realize, man, I'm. I'm not right. I either need to talk to somebody. I need to take a little time off. I need a reset. Mm -hmm. I need a refresh. Uh, you know, I need to go spend some time with Pastor Randy or a friend. I need to ask a question. Hey, are, do you feel like I'm doing okay? Do I seem short? Do I seem angry? Do I seem frustrated? When's the last time I smiled, been happy? You know, I think those are simple things that, We've all got to watch ourselves because we, we need to know thyself. I, I was talking to a leader yesterday and they were talking about leadership, leadership, leadership. And I asked them, I said, are you leading yourself? The first person to lead is yourself. Wow. And, and he, and he's kind of paused and, and he didn't have an answer to it. Hmm. And, and so somewhere you've got to have an assessment and that's going to be a little different for everybody. I would think, what, what do you think, Pastor Randy? You know, I was just, I have a picture of, you know, all of us, you're driving your car and sometimes you get a light that pops up and it says time to change the oil, mm -hmm. uh, check the tire pressure, mm -hmm. uh, is engines running a little hot, whatever it is. And those little lights are not telling you there's a problem yet. yet. It's just telling you it's time to check on this. Mm -hmm. It's time to check your oil. It's time to check your tire pressure, whatever it is. And if you don't, well, then you end up on the side of the road, your car's broken down. And I would say that the emotions that we feel, uh, all of a sudden, man, why am I, why am I, why is my fuse 
so short. Why am I snapping at people? Why am I mad at my children or my wife? Why am I distant from them? These are things that if you don't stop and pause every day, that's why time with the Lord is so well. And I don't mean time with the Lord, like here's my list, mm -hmm. but time with the Lord where you can just sit and, and just be and still and quiet. And, I, and I, I, had, I had that time this morning and I just felt the Lord showing me some lights. You might want to check, check on this. And then it allows me to go deal with those issues or talk about those issues with someone. Otherwise, I'm going to find myself on the side of the road. So look at the warning lights, emotions, feelings, things you're having. Then you also need to have people that you can go talk about it and say, listen, here, here's what I'm feeling and I'm thinking. It could, be your, it could be your spouse. It should be your spouse. But you need to have other people like I have. I have Dino. I have, I have friends like that in my life that I've talked to Dino about things like, I don't know what's going on. Why am I feeling this way? Help me figure this out. I'm, I'm in essence, I'm taking it to the shop and going, here's what's going on. What do I need to do to fix this? And then the mechanic knows how to rechange the oil and then reset the warning so that the light doesn't keep popping up anymore. You need people that can do that for you. The third thing I would tell you is you need to go back to the things that you've done in the past when you felt spiritually sharp. Mm. I'm reminded of the, good. the story in the Old Testament with the prophet Elijah. And one of the other prophets said, I lost my, my axe head. Mm -hmm. And Elijah said, mm -hmm. where did you lose your cutting edge? Mm -hmm. And he took him back to the lake good. where the axe fell into the water and, he, and it came back up and he, and he got it back. Good. But the question is, where did you lose your cutting edge? In other words, what am I not doing now that I was doing at some point in time mm -hmm. that kept me spiritually sharp? and go back to those things. And most of the time, like it's true in everything in life. Like I love to play golf when I'm not hitting the ball, right? Typically it's not something big. It's very basic. My alignment is not right. My stance is not right. Go back to the very basics and usually you'll find your cutting edge there. That's good. Let me ask this question. So, you know, if, if people are assessing their heart, the state of their heart, they're starting to put into practice some of the things that you just unpacked. What advice would you guys give someone who just feels isolated in it all? And like one of the things you said, you know, go to somebody that you can talk. What if they feel like they don't have someone um, and they sort of just feel stuck? Wow, this is a big deal, right? You know, you and I have talked about this in essence a lot in the last several months mm. because there's so many pastors that are in a bad spot and they don't have anybody to talk to. And, and can I just be real honest? Being a pastor is the only career that your morality is tied to your money. Hmm. If I'm doing something immoral and I'm a doctor and I do eye surgery mm -hmm. and I have a moral failure, guess what I'm doing tomorrow? I get up, I go to the office, I do my work and I still get paid. If I'm a pastor and I'm struggling with some immoral things, mm -hmm. who am I going to tell? Cause then I lose the financial side of it. All of a sudden now I'm on the road and the wife may sense some things. Well, I don't want to tell somebody cause we got to feed babies. We got bills to pay it. You know, it is, I'm not saying that we should get away with it. I mean, that that's not what I mean no, or that it's okay. Should I say, but it's hard. 
So I think you need to have somebody that you can go to. And there's legal sides of this as well. As someone who's an overseer versus someone who's your pastor, Mm -hmm. you know, I think you need to have somebody who's your pastor or at least a big brother or maybe even a contemporary, but I would say more of a big brother or a pastor that you can go to because then you have to listen to them. A Mm -hmm. contemporary, you can go, yeah, I don't like what you're saying. Forget it. And tell them what's really going on. And uh, so they can help you before this thing, you really are on the side of the road and they can help you navigate that. And, and that just means you have to be willing to be vulnerable. Yeah. Well, that's a big word. Vulnerable. Mm-hmm. That is, and that is one hard thing to come to. And if, if you know, it's almost like if, if you don't choose to be vulnerable, um, something's going to give way where you'll be forced to. And, and it, and it's, uh, I mean, you, you hit so many things and, um, it's hard. It's hard. I mean, I th- when we were in Charleston at, at the art conference, I was pulling around and got lost and turned around and went by the, went by the shipyard down there where they're, you know, they're fixing the boats and the ship. It, it was, and I thought, man, it's interesting. These big boats, you can't, you can't fix them out on the ocean. You got to bring them into a safe Harbor. Hmm. You got to ride dock them for a moment. And I, I think a lot of, people feel like they have a safe harbor there is no one that can they can talk to there's not a vault there's there's not a a, a safe place uh and and the, but the, at the end of the day you better find one mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm saying that to somebody right now if you're unhealthy you better go find somebody because yeah. the devil will destroy your life in isolation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's happened in COVID. It's, it's happened pre-COVID. It happened a thousand years ago. It happened a hundred years ago. It's always happened. I get passionate about this because I went through a season of my life where I isolated myself and I thought I could not talk to anybody about my struggle, my problems, my sin, uh, my anger. And the enemy will have a field day with your life. And so it's it's better to find somebody, a counselor, what you say, Randy, a, a big brother, uh, somebody that you can uh, you can vent, somebody that can bet through something. Somebody will say, you know what, man, I, I hear you, I'm with you, I feel I feel you. Right. Or some, mm-hmm. Whoa, 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 that's you've lost your mind now. Now you're crazy. Now that's not true. That's a lie from the that is a lie from the devil. Because you'll start believing a lie. And if you believe a lie, then, um, you know, self-destruction is right around the corner. Keep going down that lie, you know, lie avenue Mm -hmm. in the next curve is self-destruction. Right. And and we got to, we got to, you got to get help or you'll be forced to get help. Rob Ketterling wrote a great book called Change Before You Have To. Yeah, and most of us don't change before we have to. Mm -hmm. And so if there are warning lights in your life, I had, in fact, it was a year ago where I had some warning lights in my life. My wife going, Randy, you just feel distant. I had warning lights in me of feeling like I'd never felt in my life before. It's weird, empty. I don't know how else to say it. Tired, you know, just 
like running on fumes. And these warning lights came up. And I remember it was, it was a year ago. I remember at, at our relate conference mm -hmm. and I, I leaned over to, uh, Chris, one of my, my good friends, he's, um, and I said, buddy, I'm, I'm done. And, uh, and I said, I need some help. Mm. I was getting ready to go up and preach too, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, I, you have to start talking about it. You have to change for you have to, because if I didn't start to change then, then I, I don't even know, I may not be sitting here doing this podcast today. So I know it seems hard, but you need a place. A counselor is a great, you mentioned that, do you know, that's yeah. great because of HIPAA laws, you might feel comfortable going there because I can just be honest and I don't have to worry about it coming out. And it needs to come out at some point in time. The, the people that are involved in your church and your accountability need to know, but you don't have to start there, but you need to start somewhere. Yeah, that's so good. Well, man, this conversation um, has just been so, um, so wonderful and so helpful, I hope, for so many listeners. I wanted to end it, though, with just some encouragement. Yep. Um, why don't you guys just encourage our leaders, our pastors that are listening um, on, uh, you know, where they are in their heart. Just give them some encouragement, Pastor Dina. <laughs> well, the good news is you're not alone. You know, God Almighty sees you. He knows what's up. You know, he, he knows exactly what's going on. Uh, and and he is for you. He is for you. He is for you. It's for your family, for your church, for your college group, for your small group. And, um, you know, there's never been a time that I've not, when I paused and when I looked, when I saw the engine light on and I paused and I went to the Lord, that there's just, that there's just not been strength to stand. There's just not been strength to, 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 to get beyond it. Yeah. I mean, he's not lost the recipe of a miracle. The recipe has not been lost. He can heal. He can deliver. Uh, he can help you again. He can, he can give you new vision, new passion, new fire. He can revision you for your church, uh, for the call, the cause on your life. And so uh, I encourage like what Randy said, hey, find that place with the Lord get healthy, and, and watch how God can turn. I am a living, walking miracle of Romans 8, 28. Mm. I can work for good, mm. even some of our darkest days. And he can do that for everybody. That's so good. You got Amen. any words, Pastor Randy? Man, there's so many things I'm, are going through my mind that I would like to encourage pastors with right now that maybe feel discouraged. But uh, the, the thing that really is jumping out to me the most is I want to remind you guys that, that this difficulty is not about what you think you see. It's mm -hmm. something beyond that. It's, it, this is a spiritual battle and in every way that this is a, an all out, not just a frontal attack. I mean, it's an assault on I, all sides of the devil to destroy you because when the shepherd is struck, then the sheep will scatter. So understand this is a spiritual battle. And so what that means is for you to recognize that Paul says that in Ephesians six, but if you go to Ephesians two, before he even sets up that it's a spiritual battle, his prayer in Ephesians two is I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, mm -hmm. that you may see the hope to which God has called you. And I pray for you Good. to fight this battle that you might, your eyes, you might have an aha moment and see the hope to which God has called you to, the hope for you to be healthy and whole for yourself, your marriages, your family, your church, 
But if you don't see that, that it's a spiritual matter, you can't see that. And if you don't see that God has called you to some great hope that you are more than what you're dealing with right now, then you'll never really, uh, you'll never get through it. You, you'll lose hope and you're gone. So you need hope. Hope, you know, it, you got to be a prophet of hope. I love what Joel Osteen says. He says, I feel like I'm an apostle of hope to America. Mm. And man, we, we need hope right now. And if you're mm -hmm. discouraged, I pray that you would see the hope to which Christ has called you. Mm, that's so good. Well, guys, thank you so much for this great conversation around the table today on the podcast. Those of you, of you listening, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Pastor Dino, thanks for zooming in for this conversation. And uh, listeners, I hope you have some aha moments filled with hope uh, from the Lord this week as you seek him. And thank you so much for joining us. We will catch you next time on the Relational Leader Podcast. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. For more resources, visit randybazette.com.